welcome to another episode of the Bible Podcast. Today we're going to be covering um, chapters 11 through 13 in the book of Deuteronomy. And before we begin, I wanted to start out with a quick prayer. Father, I have to thank you for looking beyond my faults and everyone's faults that are listening in today and for loving us unconditionally. Forgive me when I fail to love others in the same way. Give me eyes to see the needs of the difficult people in my life and show me how to meet those needs in a way that pleases you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, chapter 11. You must love the Lord your God and always obey his requirements, decrees, regulations, and commands. Keep in mind that I am not talking now to your children who have never experienced the discipline of the Lord your God or seen his greatness and his strong hand and powerful arm. They didn't see the miraculous signs and wonders he performed in Egypt against Pharaoh and all his land. They didn't see what the Lord did to the armies of Egypt and to their horses and chariots, how he drowned them in the Red Sea as they were chasing you. He destroyed them and they have not recovered to this very day. Your children didn't see how the Lord cared for you in the wilderness until you arrived here. They didn't see what he did to Dathan and Abram when the earth opened its mouth in the Israelite camp and swallowed them along with their households and tents and every living thing that belonged to them. But you have seen the Lord perform all these mighty deeds with your own eyes. The blessings of obedience. Therefore, be careful to obey every command I'm giving you today so you may have strength to go in and take over to the land you are about to enter. If you obey, you will enjoy a long life in the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors and to you, their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. For the land you are about to enter and take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you came, where you planted your seed and made irrigation ditches with your foot as in a vegetable garden. Rather, the land you will soon take over is a land of hills and valleys with plenty of rain, a land that the Lord your God cares for. He watches over it through each season of the year. If you carefully obey the commands I am giving you today, and if you love the Lord your God and serve Him with all your heart and soul, then He will send the rains in their proper seasons. <clears throat> the early and late rains, so you can bring in your harvests of grain, new wine and olive oil. He will give you lush pasture land for your livestock, and you yourselves will have all you want to eat but be careful don't let your heart be deceived so that you turn away from the lord and serve the and worship other gods if you do the lord's anger will burn against you he will shut up the sky and hold back the rain and the ground will fall to produce its harvest then you will quickly die in the land in the good land the lord has given you so commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you, when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. 
write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So that as long as the sky remains above the earth, you and your children may flourish in the land and the Lord swore to give your ancestors. Be careful to obey all these commands I am giving you. Show love to the Lord your God by walking in his ways and holding tightly to him. Then the Lord will drive out all the nations ahead of you, though they are much greater and stronger than you, and you will take over their land. Wherever you set foot, that land will be yours. Your frontiers will stretch from the wilderness in the south to Lebanon in the north, and from the Euphrates River in the east to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you, and for the Lord your God will cause the people to fear and dread you, as he promised, wherever you go in the whole land. Look, today I'm giving you the choice between a blessing and a curse. You will be blessed if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today. But you will be cursed if you reject the commands of the Lord your God and turn away from him and worship gods you have not known before. When the Lord your God brings you into the land and helps you take possession of it, you must pronounce the blessing at Mount Gerizim and the curse of Mount Abal. For you are about to cross the Jordan River to take over the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you take that land and are living in it, you must be careful to obey all the decrees and regulations I give, I'm giving you today. Chapter So here, chapter 11, uh, verse 1. Obedience to God's instructions comes as a result of our love relationship with Him. Love for God is a major motivating force in our obedience to the civil, ceremonial, and moral obligations He requests of us. Our love and obedience should be a natural response to the love He has shown to us. If we are nurturing sinful thoughts and practices, we should expect God's anger. These verses of 16 and 17 should challenge us to honestly examine our lives to determine those areas that are out of line with God's revealed moral will. God's wrath is not a thing to be taken lightly, but if we are willing to change with His help, His grace is more than sufficient to help us overcome our sinful thoughts and deeds. Alright, chapter 12. The Lord's Chosen Place of Worship. These are the decrees and regulations you must be careful to obey when you live in the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given you. You must obey them as long as you live. When you drive out the nations that live there, you must destroy all the places where they worship their gods, high on the mountains, up on the hills, and under every green tree. Break down their altars and smash their sacred pillars. Burn their Asherah poles and cut down their carved idols. Completely erase the names of their gods. Do not worship the Lord your God in the way these pagan people worship their gods. Rather, you must seek the Lord your God at the place of worship He Himself will choose from among all the tribes, the place where His name will be honored. 
There you will bring your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your teeths, your sacred offerings. Your offerings to fulfill a vow, your voluntary offerings, and your offerings of the firstborn animals of your herds and flocks. There you and your families will feast in the presence of the Lord your God, and you will rejoice in all you have accomplished because the Lord your God has blessed you. Your pattern of worship will change today, all of you are doing as you please, because you have not yet arrived at the place of rest, the land the Lord your God is giving you as your special possession. But you will soon cross the Jordan River and live in the land the Lord your God is giving you. When he gives you the rest from all your enemies and you're living safely in the land, you must bring everything I command you. Your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your teeths, your sacred offerings, and your offerings to fulfill a vow to the designated designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. You must celebrate there in the presence of the Lord your God with your sons and daughters and all your servants, and remember to include the Levites who live in your towns, for they will receive no allotment of land among you. Be careful not to sacrifice your burnt offerings just anywhere you like. You may do so only at the place the Lord will choose within one of your tribal territories. There you must offer your burnt offerings and do everything I command you. But you may butcher your animals and eat their meat in any town whenever you want. You may freely eat the animals with which the Lord your God blesses you. All of you, whether ceremonially clean or unclean, may eat the meat, just as you now eat gazelle and deer. But you must not consume the blood. You must pour it out on the ground like water. But you may not eat your offerings in your hometown, neither the teeth of your grain and new wine and olive oil, nor the firstborn of your flocks and herds, nor any offering to fill a vow, nor your, nor your voluntary offerings, nor your sacred offerings. You must eat these in the presence of the Lord your God at the place he will choose. Eat them there with your children, your servants, and the Levites who live in your towns, celebrating in the presence of the Lord your God in all you do. And be caref- be very careful never to neglect the Levites as long as you live in your land. When the Lord your God explains, expands your territory as he has promised, and you have the urge to eat meat, you may freely eat meat whenever you want. It might happen that the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored, is a long way from your home. If so, you may butcher one of the cattle, sheep, or goats the Lord has given you, and you may freely eat the meat in your hometown as I have commanded you. Anyone, whether ceremonially clean or unclean, may eat the meat just as you do now with gazelle and deer, but never consume the blood for the blood is the life and you must not consume the lifeblood with the meat instead pour out the blood on the ground like water do not consume the blood so that all may go well with you and your children after you because you will be doing what pleases the lord take your sacred sacred gifts and your offerings given to fulfill a vow to the place the lord chooses you must offer the meat and blood of your burnt offerings on the altar of the lord your god the blood of your The blood of your other sacrifices must be poured out on the altar of the Lord your God. You may eat the meat. Be careful to obey all my commands so that 
all will go well with you and your children after you, because you will be doing what is good and pleasing to the Lord your God. When the Lord your God goes ahead of you and destroys the nations and you drive them out and live in their land, do not fall onto the trap of following their customs and worshiping their gods. Do not inquire about their gods, saying, How do these nations worship their gods? I want to follow their example. You must not worship the Lord your God the way the other nations worship their gods, for they perform for their gods every detestable act that the Lord hates. They even burn their sons and daughters as sacrifices to their gods. So be careful to obey all the commands I give you. You must not add anything to them or su- subtract anything anything from them. <clears throat> Chapter 12 and uh, verses 4 through 5, we see that a place of worship was essential to the well-being of God's Old Testament people. The tabernacle and the Jerusalem temple of later times provided that place. It is important for God's people to be able to worship Him. The encouragement that can be found by meeting with other believers to worship God will help us preserve spiritual gains. In verse 32, when all else fails, follow the directions. So often we attempt to accomplish God's work in our own way and in our own strength. It is quite possible to do the right thing in the wrong way. We are to follow God's directions, all of God's directions, and nothing but God's directions. Do it God's way. That is the divine prescription for physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Chapter 13, A Warning Against Idolatry Suppose there are prophets among you, or those who dream dreams about the future, and they promise you signs or miracles and they pre- and the predicted signs or miracles occur if they then say come let us worship other gods gods you have not known before do not listen to them the lord your god is testing you to see if you truly love him with all your heart and soul serve only the lord your god and fear him alone obey his commands and listen to his voice and cling to him. The false prophets or visionaries who try to lead you astray must be put to death, for they encourage rebellion against the Lord your God, who redeemed you from slavery and brought you out of the land of Egypt. Since they try to lead you astray from the way the Lord your God commanded you to live, you must put them to death. In this way you will purge the evil from among you. Suppose someone secretly entices you, even your brother, your son, or daughter, your beloved wife, or your closest friend, and says, let us go worship other gods, gods that neither you nor your ancestors have known. They might suggest that you worship the gods of peoples who live nearby or who come from the ends of the earth, but do not give in or listen. Have no pity and do not spare or protect them. You must put them to death. Strike the first blow yourself, and then all the people must join in. Stone the guilty ones to death, because they have tried to draw you away from the Lord, your God, who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of slavery. Then all Israel will hear about it and be afraid, and no one will act so wickedly again. 
when you begin living in the towns the Lord your God has given you, you may hear that scoundrels among you are leading their fellow citizens astray by saying, Let us go worship other gods, gods you have not known before. In such cases, you must examine the facts clear carefully. If you find that the report is true and such a detestable act has been committed among you, you must attack that town and completely destroy all its inhabitants, as well as all the livestock. Then you must pile all the plunder in the middle of the open square and burn it. Burn the entire town as a burnt offering to the Lord your God. That town must remain a ruin forever and may never be rebuilt. Keep none of the plunder that has been set apart for destruction. Then the Lord will turn from the fierce anger and be merciful to you. He will have compassion on you and make you a large nation just as he swore to your ancestors. The Lord your God will be merciful only if you listen to his voice and keep all his commands that I am giving you today, doing what pleases him. Here in chapter 13, the first uh, five verses, we see a warning. And this warning about false prophets is as important today as it was in ancient times. We all know of individuals who have gained a wide following, but those but whose teachings do not measure up to the truth of God's word. As we seek spiritual growth, we need to measure the teachings we choose to live by against God's truth revealed in the Bible. So today, God opens with a command to love Him. Love indicates emotion. It's action adjacent, but emotion specific. How do you command a feeling? It's impossible to fully love something or someone we don't know. And we can only know what we pay attention to. Moses also tells them to pay attention to their hearts because they'll be enticed into idolatry if they're not vigilant. If they stay faithful to God, no nation will overtake them. God has already proven he can defeat bigger armies. Then Moses sets up an interesting image. He says to choose between blessing blessing and a cursing. Represented by two mountains, Mount Gerizim, which is the blessing, and Mount Ebal, which is the cursing. They'll perform the ceremony for this later, so put a pin in it for now. God says to remember his word when they sit, walk, lie down, and stand. Those things happen several times a day. He reminds them to destroy pagan worship paraphernalia, including Asherim, which are wooden poles featuring Asherah idols. Asherah is a fertility goddess of the Canaanites. They worship fertility, and based on what we've seen from the Israelites, they seem to as well. So this goddess presents a real temptation for them. God says to destroy the Asherim in high places, which are pagan worship sites usually found on hills or mountaintops or under distinct trees. There'll be major there'll be a major shift in how some laws and sacrifices work once they get into the promised land. First, there will be one specific spot where God will make his dwelling place. It'll be in the middle of the whole land, which is roughly the size of New Jersey. While Levites will be appointed to live among each tribe, 
God's tabernacle is the only place where they can offer burnt offerings. All the Israelites will travel to that one spot, even if their land allotment is far away. When they go, they'll worship God and make their sacrifices there. Also, when they enter Canaan, they can eat meat anytime they want, and even unclean people can eat meat. This implies that up until this point, the only meat anyone could eat was meat offered to God. And since having that offering come into contact with an unclean person would make it unclean, then unclean people had to be vegetarians by default. With this new situation unfolding in which they have to travel long distances to make sacrifices, God is basically saying, you can eat meat in your own land anytime you want. It doesn't have to be sacrificed to me first. Moses warns them not to add to or subtract from God's commands. He warns about people who will mingle truth with lies as a means of enticing them little by little, giving the example of a false prophet or a divineer who provides some correct insights and then uses that wow factor to lure people away from Yahweh. Just because someone speaks truth doesn't make them a prophet of Yahweh. Even a false prophet can be right, but that doesn't mean we should follow them or seek truth from them. False prophets and diviners get the death penalty, not only because that's what the covenant requires for those who break the first commandment, but also as a means of protecting their covenant community from further spread of the lies. God also demands they be allegiant to him over strangers and even over friends and family members who try to lure them into apostasy. These are intense preventive measures, but these laws are supposed to deter people from rebelling or enticing others into rebellion. And they're a necessary step in God's plan to restore humanity in relationship with him. This is meant to protect everyone. Three times today, God says something like, you shall bring your burnt offerings and sacrifices and there you shall rejoice. When people make sacrifice to false gods, it's to appease them or entice them to give them what they want. It's an attempt at initiating some kind of response. But with Yahweh, our offerings are a response to His initiation. It's not about appeasing Him, it's about rejoicing in His provision and relationship. What a contrast to every other God. All those pagan worshipers are missing out on the rejoicing because they're missing Yahweh. And he's where the joy is. Right. Daily devotional for today. Trust me by relinquishing control into my hands. Let go and recognize that I am God. This is my world. I made it and I control it. Yours is a responsive part in the litany of love. I search among my children for receptivity to me. Guard well this gift that I have planted in your heart. 
Nurture it with the light of my presence. When you bring me prayer requests, lay out your concerns before me. Speak to me candidly, pour out your heart. Then thank me for the answers that I have set into motion long before you can discern results. When your requests come to mind again, continue to thank me for the answers that are on the way. If you keep on stating your concerns to me, you will live in the state of tension. When you thank me for how I am answering your prayers, your mindset becomes much more positive. Thankful prayers keep your focus on my presence and my promises. Thank you all for tuning into this episode. I hope you all have a great day and God bless each and every one of you.